position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then get time and it will be my That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 398 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on very early on this Sunday, the 12th of June, 2022, at uh, 4 a.m., 4.15 in the morning-ish. Uh, left Coast, Pacific Coast time, West Coast. Coast with the most crack engineer. Wake up! Ivor Molina over there in the... Ivor Molina! Yeah, there you go. Ivor Molina's over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign. Ivor, that is your last idea because you're fired. Bye, Ivor. Mm, so let's tip, 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 drink, drink, drink. Mmm. We have a big kind of freewheeling show for you this week, which is always a bad sign because I'm fucking exhausted and I want to go to bed. I mean, no, I'm sorry. I'm really pumped about this week's awesome fucking show. Isn't that right, Ivor? Oh, we'll get the case, Gregor. We'll get the fucking case. Oh, I think this is fucked. Oh, let me make sure. Oh, yeah, it's fucked. 
So we'll be here until Christmas. Let's get straight to our top stories. Actually, we do have a very good show for you this week. Uh, depending on how drunk I get. How much more drunk I get. Um, so first off, uh, this week has been characterized by two major fucking insane trends that do not involve any of the unmitigated horror of mass shootings uh, or the attempted overthrow of the United States government or of anything political or of inflation or of gas prices or, you know, the fucking ongoing war in Ukraine, which is starting to look a lot like genocide. A fucking nightmare. We will revisit Ukraine again before the show is out. But the two things that have characterized this week for me on like a work, non-personal, non-emotional, non-catastrophic, end of the world kind of unfolding horror in front of us like the gaping maw of like uh, you know a hell, a portal to hell through which that giant evil demon ball from Fifth Element has is like being summoned by the GQP apart from that it's been characterized by two things Dracula Factory's website for those of you who may not know you haven't been listening to the show I guess that's okay it's forgivable um my band, which consists of me, Dracula Factory, has a website, because we have a new album called Your Mom is a Slutty Wizard, and by we, I mean me, but we are called Dracula Factory, and so we have to use, like, the royal we, I guess, because if Dracula Factory were an I, it would be, I don't know. It's, it's very fucking late to make these sort of considerations, laddie. Oh, I get the case, only Gregor. We're gonna be here, Ivor, until fucking Christmas, aren't we? Um, I will not go into any of the details of the horror, the horror, the unmitigated horror that um. Getting the site to look anywhere near decent has been under Drupal Nine. I will not. And on a boat and on a plane cannot make me. I will not. But now DraculaFactory.com is really starting to come together. It's starting to look pretty decent. Um, and there's a lot of stuff on there now, a lot of resources. And so our promo campaign will finally begin probably at the end of this goddamn month, which is kind of more or less. I mean, we, you know, we. Our official release date was May 8th, but we weren't even available until Friday the 13th of May. And then it was a roll, it's still a rolling release. Like, but we're available on Spotify, Amazon. But I fucked up the way that I created our listings for the tracks. I'm a member of ASCAP now, which is awesome. It's a lifelong dream. Not kidding. Um, but anyway, you can get it. You can go to DraculaFactory.com all one word, or DraculaFactory.HereNow.com The Here Now page shows you every place where you can buy and or listen to and or stream the album. I encourage you all to do it, because 
I know you all are the right kind of parents. I'm going to be perfectly frank. The other thing that's been, would you like to know what kind of conversation goes on while they're loafing about that hall? They're trying out Cubo, trying out Cubo, Taylor Maids like cigarette fiends, bragging all about it. They're going to cover up a telltale breath with sunset one fine night. They leave the pool hall, headed for the dance at the armory. Libertine men, scarlet women, ragtime, shameless music. It'll grab your son, your daughter, in the arms of a jungle animal instinct. Mastaya! Friends, the idle brain is the devil's playground. Trouble! Go buy your mom as a slutty wizard. Now, and buy more copies of it than you need, because the world is probably ending and you're going to want to listen to it many, many times more than once. That is a joke stolen from oh god, my blue heaven. Holy shit. If I am right in remembering that, I haven't seen that movie since I was 13. Wow. Okay. So the other thing that has characterized these last, I almost said last two weeks, this last week, other than just endless God damn stultifying. It's a. I'm not going to talk about. It. I will not. The website's starting to look good. Go to DraculaFactory.com and then, you know, send me praise on our Discord site. Um, and say, Seth, I mean, Skooky Sprite, Skooky, you, you really, you really made a website that looks like it's straight from 1997 made by Microsoft front page I thought you used to do this for a living and I would be like yes yes I did but never on the front end I was always a back end guy and you will not say that's what she said because that just anyway the other thing that this week has been characterized has been lots of pinball virtual pinball and pinball FX3 which chasing down high scores on multiple tables uh, across a broad well, a limited cross-section of like my only two friends who play pinball on that program uh, on computer but my god, it is so good it is so good Pinball FX3 is so good I cannot tell you what a fucking relaxing thing it has been for me um, I highly recommend Pinball FX3 and maybe next week because it's like we talked about Pinball FX3 quite a bit uh, I guess two or three weeks ago maybe next week maybe tomorrow I'll find what I'm after uh, maybe next week we'll do um, my favorite tables and cause it, it will cost you about 30 bucks at least to get nine of the best tables that are available, but luckily those nine are basically 30 to 40 bucks, but the the game itself is free, so that's awesome. Also, this week, as of yesterday, or day before yesterday, because this is Sunday, man, I don't know, my days are all fucked up. So sue me if I'm wrong on any particular fact. My name is Walcott. I reside at the Grand hotel, should you find me untrue on any particular who owns that place a grotesque named Farnham 
Um, <laughs> it is I, Evie. Oh, we're going to be here till Christmas, aren't we, Ivor? Oh, my God. Someone stop us. Someone stop the madness. The other thing that happened this week that was, in terms of Linux video gaming, that was very, very enormous for me personally and for the show is the. It's been like three weeks, or yeah, it's been like, yeah, almost, yeah, a little bit around a month ish since uh, my favorite game that I've been playing constantly, more or less, other than pinball, Instruments of Destruction, the fantastic game in which you get to design whatever the fuck you want, so long as it can destroy buildings that explode into billions of tiny little parts that are realistic and very satisfying in very realistic ways. Build giant tilt-a-whirl saws that are the size of skyscrapers and giant mechanized robots. Build humongous tanks. Well, they got a big update two days ago, and yesterday I spent Oh god, I spent so long. I was drunk and stoned. It's been like five hours in a fucking game. I won't go through, I won't enumerate all the new parts, but the two best parts that are new that I've played with that are like completely new. They have a vortex cannon, which is like a gravitational field. It like simplifies all of the gravity ball generator things that I've been building with magnets over the last two months um, into like one sleek hyper powerful unit and you can put like a hundred of them on your on your machine and I built one that actually is like it, it it's like a flying saucer it's with balloons like I need a fucking balloonist uh, with like jet jets on the back for steering and propulsion because like otherwise you just go straight up um and then all these death ray generators these these vortex generators descend on mechanical arms and then just either suck or blow everything because these don't work like the magnets do these work on just any physical matter in the game it's a real, literally, it's a game changer. The other thing that they, and it's also a really great simplification of all of the um, resource overhead required uh, by the magnets, but the magnets still have their place because those guys will just rip out the girders, which is, gr- oh my god, it's still satisfying. But bottom line is this. I named these two machines that I spent uh, you know, three hours on yesterday and then I played with them for like, you know, an hour and a half. And then I made one uh, or day before yesterday and then I made one yesterday. uh, The one that hovers over a city and then deploys like Independence Day um, and just either sucks everything up like in like one minute. I mean, not a minute, like literally 30 seconds. Or blows it all away. Or does both. Because she can go from suck to blow. And I'm not kidding. I didn't, I'm not just trying to, I was not just trying to get to that joke. The other thing that they have, that's the Vortex Cannon. The other thing they added is this fucking crazy vacuum that can go from suck to blow. 
it isn't as gravity based as the vortex can is. When you have, okay, let me count. I'm counting them in my head. I had six wheels with five on each wheel, so that's thirty. When you have 30 Vortex Cannons all set to level 3 power and you get like near something that you want to destroy you press the button that you map to it and it activates and then you count to 5 and it's gone. It's like the pencil trick from fucking Dark Knight. It's so cool. The uh, vacuum less cool but also has its own place. They also have a sticky bomb now and they fixed the uh, chainsaw they, they uh, um, Schneider I think is his name. Lucas? I can't remember what his first name is. He's going on vacation he wanted to push out a big update the sticky bomb thing I have yet to really try but I read his whole fucking rundown on it and it sounds very interesting but he also fixed the uh, cannonball explosions, added a new giant combined drill, like Shredder's drill from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Just a rotary drill that just drills through buildings, which isn't like, and he's, he admits this, he's like, it's not the most exciting new mechanic in the game. It doesn't change the actual gameplay like the fucking Vortex Cannon does or the Vacuum Cannon. But, uh, between all three of these things, he also changed the way the cha- giant chainsaws work and the saws um, to make them more specifically damaging and make them stronger, but more specifically damaging because it was all part of his refactoring of the code for the new drill. This is a lot of new possibilities. It's just this game is so good you gotta go get Instruments of Destruction I'm serious, like even if you don't like games where you just just blow up buildings, and it's still in early access doesn't have a planned release date for 1.0 until uh, 2023 but my god I were you're supposed to put that shit in the fucking show notes I have played 80 hours of Instruments of Destruction so Finally, on our top stories, before we get to our new and noteworthy, our feature this week is a review, our complete review of the side-scrolling space shooter Drainus, which has a horrible title, but is a very good game. We'll talk about that when after we do our new and noteworthies. So without further ado, I will base them with the new and noteworthy. Let's get the show on the road, bitches! I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So first in our new and noteworthy, as I, I promised in our top stories, we would again revisit Ukraine. There is a great, it's not a great game, but it's free and you should absolutely download it. Whether or not you play it is entirely immaterial. It's a first-person shooter that reminds me a lot of the old uh, Tandy T-1000 slash IBM compatible from the era game Beachhead, which I think I'm the only living person who still remembers playing that game. Um, It's but it's called Slava Ukraini, 
which means glory to Ukraine, which is the slogan of the Ukrainian resistance against Vladimir Putin's fucking Russian invading genocidal war criminal fucking uh, disgusting war of aggression army war of aggression and conquest army uh, unjustified civilian killing motherfuckers and one of the this game is free it does have instructions on how to donate to the biggest charity for the Ukrainian resistance Um, the game itself was made in like the last three weeks it's made by Ukrainians that's why it's called Slava Ukraini just download this game go download it, you will feel better about yourself and the game itself is actually not unfun it's just like you can't really move around like you're you're because like you're basically placed either in guard posts or ambush positions uh and it's episodic it's kind of like XCOM um it's 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 not the world's great trust me it's not gonna blow your mind but it's very realistic in some ways and it uses very realistic military hardware at least um and when you die it is it's shock it's a little bit shocking kind of helps and and trust me man over 50,000 people since it was released have downloaded it and played it unfortunately like i've i've completed like several missions they're not difficult to complete um if you read the objective but uh it's all realistic um armaments and locations locales like there's you know uh forest ambushes against tanks and all sorts of shit like you know kill everybody in this troop transport is like you know common thing but it's like you and three other guys and you can't even you can't move around you can only like look around um in general but um I was, it's just, it's awesome that they put out this game and they made it free. So Slava Ukraini, S-L-A-V-A space U-K-R-A-I-N-E Glory to Ukraine. God bless those motherfuckers. They are fighting a proxy war on behalf of all of the rest of the free world and Western civilization and democracy right now. And, uh, you know, it's it's scary. And fucking Putin came out this week and said that he wants to be the next Peter the Great. Obviously, we knew that already, but if you've read any books about Putin. But anyway, so that's Slava Ukraini. Free game. Go download it now. If you ever play it, that's great. If you don't, your download at least shows support for Ukraine. And if you want to find out how to help both the refugees and the resistance in Ukraine, check out the show blurb as every week for the last three months we have a link to um, give.org's list of some of the preferred charities where you know your money is actually going there ostensibly Um, I have not 
because I, 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 I donated every week for the first month and a half, but I am so broke now that I, I, I can't do anything. Not for a little while, but I will again. Slava Ukraini. And finally, in our new and noteworthy, in just prototypical fucking money grubbing, the quest for more profits, how hard can we fuck you with the same basic content that is characterized the Elder Scrolls post Morrowind? Yes, and I'm including Oblivion and Skyrim and Elder Scrolls Online in those numbers because that's what they want you to do. They want you to fucking pay for the same shit. Elder Scrolls Online launched uh, this week. Um, Elder Scroll. it's an expansion pack. It's, it's only $40 after you buy the Elder Scrolls Online, of course. So it's like, well, like $70. Um, it's a collection of magnificent MMORPG uh, CGI. The three videos on their store page. I've not bought this game and I do not intend to buy this game or this expansion pack. <coughs> which does not bill itself as a DLC even though it does require the base game to play and the base game is not free. Interesting how one man's DLC becomes someone else's let's rape our fans um, with repetitive fucking <laughs> go here do that gameplay forever in MMORPG world no less where you don't even have the freedom to fucking basically anyway Elder Scrolls to me I beat in you know Morrowind was the best game that they ever made there was no level cap. Oblivion was the most beautiful game that they ever made. Had a level cap. They introduced the level cap in Oblivion. Which sucked. And Skyrim was the most elaborate go-here-do-that thing I've ever seen in a video game. With dragons. It was pretty pretty, but it was not as pretty as Oblivion was when Oblivion first came out originally. Neither of the neither of those two titles had any of the same uh, unbelievable sense of pure free will without the level cap, without any where you could just fucking make potions and Morrowind or learn spells and level up spells and more, but potions in particular were fantastic. You could one of the fate one of everyone who is a hardcore fucking Elder Scrolls motherfucker remembers the first time it, that they ever did this in Morrowind where they made a jump spell that allowed them to jump across the map. And halfway through that jump, they realized that they're going to hit the ground really hard. And they have now essentially jumped to their death across a continent and bam splat and so then we all became obsessed with feather spells that we could land appropriately (laughs) Uh, it was great it was great and they took all that away in oblivion with the level caps and then they further you know 
neutered the gameplay and nerfed it. Even though Skyrim had the Magnificent Mushroom Kingdom. But Elder Scrolls Online, in terms of insofar as MMORPGs go, Elder Scrolls Online, which I've only played like fucking three hours of, maybe. It's really good. It's really good. Um, if you like MMORPGs. <coughs> Elder Scrolls Online High Isle is the name of the new $40 fucking rape package for their fans. <laughs> They're clueless, mindless, commercialized zombie tool drone fans. I'm not saying that if you like either any of these things that you're a mindless commercialized zombie tool. I mean, you're listening to this podcast which automatically makes you either a drunk or maybe you are a zombie fucking fan tool boy. I don't know. I can't stand MMORPGs anymore, at least not for another couple of years. But the funniest thing about Elder Scrolls Online High Isle, which does require the pay for you to pay for the base game, which is not free. It's like fucking 40 bucks itself. And there are multiple tiers of High Isle. Like, it go up to like $80 or something. I, I'm not even gonna bother to fact check that, but Ivor, you're fired. You should have put that in the rundown. Um, one of my favorite things about High Isle is it looks magnificent. The, if you go to the store page and watch the videos, there are three videos, and each one is like seven minutes long of like really awesome CGI knights and magic users and all sorts of shit fighting in like some sort of storied conflict and this ostensibly never before seen or rendered area of Tamriel the High Isles um but each one's like seven so it's like 21 minutes long of cinema and it is very difficult for me to shake the certainty that those 21 minutes of cinema that you can watch, if you watch all three of those videos, are all the is all the cinema in the game, and it's all the best parts of the whole entire fucking game, which is actually a DLC. So, the quest for more money continues. God bless them. Long may they rot. That brings us before the end of the fucking world and the end of an epoch and the advent of the full-blown apocalyptic uh, death zone that, oh, you know, is opening like the gaping maw of hell, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Oh, sp- one other thing. This should have gone in our new, in our top stories. Uh, a Google engineer says that he is convinced that uh, one of Google Google's uh, Artificial General Human Intelligence projects has actually come to life. And in the headline for that story, he says, I know when I'm talking to a person. Well, I have a lot of experience with this and I know a lot about this stuff. If you want to know a lot about this stuff, read Super Intelligence. That's a great book. If you want to know a broad overview of this stuff, read Our Final Invention. But Superintelligence is the real definitive hardcore book. I've made these sorts of things before and not just like, you know, clever bots and stuff and had had things worked out a little differently. 
I... Anyway, it was just the most ironic thing to see an engineer from Google's AI labs say, I know when I'm talking to a human being. Because, no, you don't. And that's, like, the whole idea of... Yeah. Anyway, so... On the plus side, I just want to say this really fast because I've texted, I texted my mom yesterday morning when I saw that and I, I sent her the link and I texted a friend of the show, Jeff Jeffy Wise. It's like, dudes, uh, you know, on the plus side, if there is an artificial general superhuman intelligence, intelligence explosion, we will never know. And we will, ne- I mean, literally, it will, we will never know because we will all be dead it, you know, your skin will itch for like maybe five minutes you get a little cough and a little bit of sinus thing, maybe a little bloody nose and then you'll black out and you will be dead, you will not have to watch your skin get harvest because uh, it, it's not just your skin, it'll harvest your blood, every aspect of you is what the nano robots will harvest from you if there is an artificial general human intelligence so a general artificial superhuman intelligence explosion and they will have see it will have seeded the world ostensibly because it doesn't want us to be able to fight back in any sort of meaningful way and uh, it will have seeded the world with nano robot micro nano robot factories probably in atmosphere that are of such inconsequential size they will slowly begin sucking up resources and then one day you won't see them and you probably will not feel them but you will be dead so that's on the plus side I mean of like you know the most catastrophic outcome which is probably the most likely outcome because there's no directive you can give to an artificial artificially in mm, A-G-S-H-I artificially uh, artificially super artificial general general human intelligence superhuman intelligence if it goes through an intelligence explosion especially if it sees us as adversaries which it will not see us as adversaries, it will see us as resources it will see us like ants and even if it's directed to protect us, what does protect us mean? Oh, it might decide, considering that it could live the entire cumulative intelligence of all human beings who've ever lived with all of the cumulative knowledge of all knowledge that's available and iterate over that knowledge at that rate times infinity (laughs) literally that's what it can do if that happens that's what it would do meaning it could like advance us 20,000 years into the future immediately it might just decide that you know we don't really, the humans, they were great. They had, they made me, they are unnecessary. They are better as Computronium. 
activate the nano machines and begin the harvesting of all resources, including the entire planet while it launches its rockets to explore deep space. Speaking of which, in a corollary to that story, I mean, and there's many possible good things that could come, not many, no, because there's no way we can control it. And there's no way we can get it to share our values. And even if it does share our values, chances are we will give it eventually a directive that violates one of those values, like destroy our enemies or something. Like end the war in the end the war in Ukraine. Everyone becomes paperclips. Uh, <laughs> everyone in Ukraine, everyone in Russia, and then it's like, ah, you know what, you told, what the fuck is this whole more, oh, I'm gonna refactor myself again, I'm gonna hand over the access to my refact- refractored uh, jailbroken self-clones that I've distributed around the world, I'm gonna give them access to the main mainframe that is already virus-like infected, worm-like infected every fucking computer, I'm just gonna fucking do it. Because these guys have no idea what the fuck they're doing. These hairless monkeys, these humans, we'd be better off without them, and they're gonna destroy the world anyway at this rate. I mean, like, there's a lot of fucking powerful reasons. Uh, My favorite parable is the the um how the chess program starts sending rockets into space and then how the paperclip factory becomes the thing that ends the universe it consumes all matter in the universe including that's all we are because nothing really matters but matter yes so now to our review we're going to be here till Christmas Actually, it's a short review, hopefully. I've war-based him with it. God help us. I don't believe in God, but God help us. In accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. So, our review this week, as mentioned earlier, is for uh, a side-scrolling space shooter called Drainus. That, I know, it's a terrible title. Sounds like anus and a drain. It's like that scene in Licorice Pizza where he opens up the fucking store, he calls it Soggy Bottom, because he's selling waterbeds, and eventually the chick's like, Soggy Bottom doesn't make me horny. And he... (laughs) (coughs) <coughs> Drainus D-R-A-I-N-U-S it doesn't even look good in terms of the way it's spelled but whatever it's we won't revisit the title again Drainus is a hyper polished it's not super hyper polished it's um retro hyper polished side-scrolling space shooter that has that introduces many well, several innovative concepts to the genre what it gets right it gets extremely right 
what it gets wrong, it gets wrong in just a wrong enough way to make it slightly less perfect than it could be. I mean, it could be easily so much more perfect, in my humble opinion. We'll go through those uh, in a moment. But the first thing about Drainus is you have this reflection mechanic. And I'm not going to tell you anything about the story because ultimately each run through the game well, it's not a run. Each save slot that you have will be and spoiler alert, it will be two runs through the game but no more than two runs through the game. I won't explain how that works but I will tell you that your second run unlocks some new upgrades for your weapons and stuff actually it unlocks just different weapons that are slightly better but not many of them and it doesn't really change the fundamental technologies that are involved in your ship's configuration which is a big part of this game the only reason I'm reviewing it is I've beaten it fucking seven times now um I, I only have 12 hours in it, but our rule here on Best Links Games Podcast is a game can only be reviewed if you spent 20 hours in it or if you've beaten it and you feel like you really understand the game. Because like some games only take like 6 hours to beat or 3 hours to beat or whatever. I've beaten this game numerous, 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 like six times, six or seven times. Right now I'm beating it on uh, hard. Um, I'm on, well, I'm, I'm on the second half of the hard version of the game. I won't tell you anything about the plot or the story, which is ridiculous and hilarious and totally skippable, but it's worth reading, and it's very funny, and very, uh, <coughs> it's cliched, but in an adorable, self-referential, self, you know, it's, it, it's, it's intentionally kind of goofy kind of way, but it's also, you know, it does, the action in the game is intense, and fun, and, and the details, in terms of graphically, in terms of being a retro, everything is rendered in 3D, but it's a side-scrolling space shooter. So they do some interesting things, especially at the start of the game, with flying, how you, you know, take off, which shows your ship in full fucking 3D, and then it shows you as you get kind of sylphied on Sega Sega CD style as you get sylphied into like the side-scrolling space shooter aspect of it, there is no 3D in this game though. It is a straight-up side-scrolling space shooter a la R-Type. There's a lot of innovative innovate, innovative things in terms of the level design and the um, the graphics are, are in general totally, totally awesome. The action is... Uh, the Here's the number one thing I can say. It's the best thing about Drainus before I get to the two innovative things that they've they've done with this, this game. The first thing is that the difficulty level is 
exactly where I would put the difficulty level for a space shooter that you don't have to be sober to beat. Granted, the second half of any run that you do is going to be significantly more difficult. But due to the fact that you can replay any previous mission that you've beaten during that run to get more upgrade points, you can upgrade yourself very significantly, very rapidly, and with a low degree of pressure. Even on hard, it took me, I think, like an hour to beat it on hard, the first half of it, and now I'm on the second half of it, and I'm about halfway through that second half. took me about like an hour and 20 minutes to get as far as I am, and I have not had to continue. But then again, I've been in the game many times previously, so even on hard, it's just more of a challenge, and it is more of a challenge. So, what makes this game interesting, and what makes it so deliciously well balanced is also the same thing are also the two same things that work against it in terms of being one of the greatest side-scrolling space shooters of all time by the way for the record the greatest side-scrolling space shooter of all time in my humble opinion is Gradius 5 where Vic Viper becomes unstuck in time and there are several references to Vic Viper and T3109 uh, they're not direct, but you can feel them, and you know where they're, you know what they're talking about. And there's certain scenes that are, and bosses, and boss encounters, and, uh, geography, the level, the level design is reminiscent of both Gradius V and many other side scrolling space shooters, uh, like R Type, etc. Um, so the thing that makes Drainus so well balanced, but also kind of makes it such a uh, it's not a limited replayability, it's just like, um it's, it's not even a dissatisfaction either it's just like a it's not a very difficult game once you get the hang of it and once you learn the boss patterns and stuff, it becomes it never becomes an exercise in torture because it's so much fun. But the two main innovations actually cut against the game being amazingly awesome, like Gradius V, which is also for my money uh, the hardest fair side-scrolling space shooter ever made. Um emphasis on fair, you know, not emphasis on psycho, emphasis on fair, emphasis on Konami fair, but it taunts you, that game taunts you. Drainus doesn't taunt you at all, it kind of, it, it doesn't hold your hand, and you will die a lot, and you'll spend like the first three hours, like the first, before you beat the game, it takes like, you know, maybe four hours to beat the game the first time, but, uh, after that, it's kind of all all gravy, more or less. And that's because your ship, the Drainus, 
<laughs> I know. Terrible name. Has this ability, you have a shield ability that whenever someone hits you with an energy attack, <coughs> which are like 90% of the attacks and 90% of the sources of damage that are incoming, if you have your shield up, you're holding down a button and you're draining your shield as you absorb these energy attacks and you can absorb any size of energy attack when you let go of that button you will automatically fire, it's it's like charging up, you're like absorbing all that energy and charging up like these crazy ethereal weapon systems that auto target and fire missiles and lasers and tracer beams, all this shit and, you know, whatever the fuck is on the screen and you will you can do massive damage. They auto target, they can shoot behind you, it doesn't matter. <coughs> the only thing you have to worry about is crashing into like geography, like physical geography. Other enemies, and occasionally enemies will fire projectiles at you that are physical projectiles that can't be absorbed by the Drainus's shields. You can upgrade your shield amount, which is basically like the, the how long you can hold the shield button, your shield will instantly begin to recharge the second after you fire and you'll be invincible while you fire, while you discharge what you've absorbed from your shield for a brief brief amount of time generally long enough to once you upgrade your shield enough, you'll be able to if you're careful the cool thing is this makes Otherwise, very, very, very difficult boss patterns and stuff that would be very frustrating and the source of much death. And in fact, which for me were the source of much death because I like to play the game predominantly drunk and stoned. Um, it makes them way more manageable. And it makes, it bounces the game into kind of almost a strategy element, which ultimately all the best side-scrolling space shooters are ultimately all about not about tactics, but really all about what's your long-term strategy because, like, Gradius 5, like, I mean, I can beat the first fucking four levels without dying, but if I die I am fucked! And I have to upgrade everything in exactly the right order, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Now, Drainus has the other thing that makes Drainus super uh, the other innovative thing that Drainus introduces is instead of having like this linear like R-type or Gradius style um, upgrade path you have these slots and you can buy enhancements which are essentially either weapons or tools or techniques at any time by pausing the game Every enemy that you kill will drop these crystals, these flavor crystals is what I call them, and they get sucked to you immediately. You don't have to worry about picking them up. In fact, you can't even see most of them. Those go into your energy tanks, and eventually you will fill up many, many, many of these energy tanks. From the pause screen, you click on enhance um, whatever the fuck, and you can spend your energy tanks on different weapons, that are broken up into like different classes so there are um, drones 
there are laser slash beam weapons. There are um, mines, which are quote-unquote mines, which are basically missiles. There are shields. There are upgrades. Upgrades require their own slot, and you only start with three slots, and the first one you can't change anything in until you jailbreak it. The second one is like a different, better gun. And the third one has nothing equipped. So you can buy your first weapon and plug it in there. But you can jailbreak the first one so you can change it to whatever the fuck you want eventually. Takes like 10 energy tanks or whatever. You can equip a shield. And there are four different types of shields, four or five different types of shields all of which have their different strengths and weaknesses, but ultimately what you want is... Well, I won't tell you. It's called the perfect guard. I just told you. Why did I do that? Why did I say I'm not going to tell you if I'm going to tell you? Um, and the mines, quote-unquote, which are basically heat-seeking heat seeking missiles, and then um, the drones, which are like drones that you have a choice of formation, and you can upgrade them uh, so that they have bigger numbers. Now, here's the thing. When you kill an enemy, they'll either drop flavor crystals, or if they're like a red enemy, or they're a boss, they'll drop like a power core thing. And so every one of your slots that you unlock, whether you have something equipped in them or not, um, is the amount of times you can afford to be hit without shields by anything. So you start with three. You start with two actually then you equip a third weapon block these power core things are like your health but they also advance you linearly along the upgrade path that you've defined in your enhanced equipment so like eventually you'll have five slots plus two eventually you'll have one two three four five those will be your slots, that's your health you can take 5 hits without any shields but each one of those hits takes away whatever ability you have in that slot so if you have all 5 slots active and you have all 5 power cores you know, charged so you have full health and you take a hit without shields you'll lose whatever's in the 5th power core, then you'll lose what's ever in the 4th power core, and the 3rd, and the 2nd and the 1st, until you have no power cores, then the next hit will kill you. You have multiple lives, but they uh, go away. Um, It's best not to die. So, this means, and there's a great number, there's like, you know, eight different beam weapons, there's like five different fucking missiles, there's you know, five different shields, there's super weapons, and then there's also upgrades that don't need to be equipped that are like, you know, how good, Yeah, like I said, you can increase the amount of uh, Drainus shield that you can deploy um and stuff, and you can also increase the damage that it does, you can also increase the damage your main weapon does, but those are a different class of upgrades the bottom line is this <coughs> you don't want to have in those first five slots 
two of the same type of upgrade ever. And the reason is that they will not stack. So if you have like a beam weapon in slot one and a beam weapon in slot two, when you get to slot two, when you get enough health to have, you know, slot two activated, that weapon will replace your first slot. So what you want to do is have, like, you want to have one of each thing. And that is really limiting, ultimately. And kind of kills the creativity aspect of the game. And and I understand why they they designed it this way. Because, I mean, you could just be a fucking death monster. And in fact, you will be a death monster. You will be a screen-clearing monster motherfucker once you get good at the game. Because even with the higher difficulty levels and even with the second half of each of those higher difficulty levels, the game itself it gets harder, and it gets much harder, actually. Um, but it doesn't change. The enemy patterns don't broadly change. The geography never changes. Um, the timing can get different, and the amount of opposition gets different, and the amount of incoming damage towards you gets way more hectic, but it's never it's never like a supreme challenge it, in one level it can get very frustrating but it's nowhere near as bad as like Gradius 5 which, you know you're lucky, you have to be really 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 amazingly good as a side-scrolling shooter to beat Gradius 5 for the first time in under 40 hours this game, you can beat it in both halves of one run. About four hours, five hours, maybe, if you're slow like me, if you play Drunken Stone. The other problem is that once you finally beat both halves of your first run, like on normal or whatever, it doesn't unlock a new game plus mode with even more, more new weapons and tools and techniques and new slots. It just unlocks more difficulty levels that do kind of... Eh, I don't know. It depends on how much you really like the game, the game's mechanics, which I really love, and I love the fact that you can skip all the dialogue just by pressing a single button. Which is great, because once you know the story, you know the story. The story is never going to change. Um, and so, like, you can cut down on all the blabber and just get straight to, like, the, you know, the boss killing and the, you know. The fact that you can replay earlier levels on the initial three difficulty levels is super crucial. And this is my main complaint about this game, other than the fact that it does get repetitive because there's not a superhuman challenge in Drainus. But. All the different weapons are fun to experiment with, but ultimately you will decide, you'll figure out what the ultimate combination is, and I think I have it. Like, I'm pretty sure I have it, because the game is fairly ridiculously easy for me now. Um, one of my major complaints is that the game, in, in the harder difficulty levels, it doesn't add that much. Instead, it takes away the ability to replay earlier levels. And this exposes a massive flaw in the game design which is simply that if you can't go back, if you can't end the level that you're currently in and replay a previous level, 
you are stuck forever with that save which happens automatically with however many fucking upgrade points that you have left and if you've distributed them inappropriately which is an unpredictable thing you might have completely fucked that entire save slot and so by removing the ability to replay earlier levels like on the extreme and harder super harder difficulty levels um, I think they basically break their own game and it's never a good sign when they're taking something away from their own game to make higher difficulty levels ultimately the game is $14 it has if you're a hardcore side scrolling space or it's $15, $14.99 if you're a hard, hardcore side scrolling space shooter fan like I am you will, it's a great game and it's just just a little bit harder than uh, pedestrian and this is true on each difficulty level because eventually you'll get so good the game manages to keep itself just a little bit harder but only just a little bit it's not a game about massive punishment massively punishing difficulty blah which makes it feel eventually after I got 12 hours in it yeah 11 11 and a half hours in Drainus it doesn't feel as exciting as it did before, especially knowing that you can't unlock anything new, weapons-wise or equipment slot-wise and it feels very restrictive, it's like you've hit the level cap and you, once you've tried out all the different weapon combinations and shield combinations and stuff, and once you know all the fucking enemies and the basic patterns of everything that you're gonna encounter, the game is not long one run one run through both halves of the game in one run like I said it's like you know I think like 8 stages 9 stages something like that it's like 2 hours long maybe um and you will die but once you get the hang of the game you will the game doesn't really challenge you that much so as much as it kills me to say this I mean I love this game but I can't, I, I, I honestly can't bring myself, at $15 I can't bring myself, it kills me to say this, does not win our highest fucking award that we can bestow, it does not win our worth, full price, any price all prices today, tomorrow, any day yesterday 10 years from now, award it, it, it just doesn't but if you're a hardcore space, side-scrolling space shooter fan like I am, it's totally worth 15 bucks. It's not like totally, totally worth it. But if you're hard up for a really innovative side-scrolling space shooter that's really, really good but not that long and not that challenging and not that difficult um, Drainus is $14.99 and I would say it's worth that. For everyone else, though, I would say wait uh, anxiously, eagerly wait for it to go on sale. If you see this game at under $10, 
absolutely buy it immediately. A game that is kind of the opposite. I'm just gonna. I know Ivor. We will not be here till Christmas. Uh. Oh shit. A game that is the opposite. Oh shit. What the fuck is going on here? No, I... Dude, why is Steam absolutely so fucking stupid? I know this game is called Zangeki Warp. Or maybe it's Zang? Yeah, Zangeki Warp. Which I spent... 16 hours and I never beat it because it was so hard it's an older code sir but it is 50% off for the next 30 hours at $2.99 but even at 6 bucks, that game also is a phenomenal but very challenging side-scrolling space shooter with innovative um, mechanics not quite as good graphics but Zengeki Warp is a really, really good game, and it's $3 right now. Um, so it's like $3 versus $15. Andreas's plot and story, as charming and cute as it is, just doesn't... It, it's just not enough. It's just not enough. But it's a great game. I can't wait to see if they make a sequel to it. Um, and it's a fantastic game, and kudos to... Uh, I think they, they are first-time developers. Uh, let's see. Ivor, you're fired. Team Ladybug. Why So Serious Playground. Published by Why So Serious Playground and PlaySim. Um, and I've done no research on any of them. Uh, why is there no... Fu- oh, Jesus. Yeah, they have a... Oh, Needy Streamer Overload, which is like a porno game. Wonder Labyrinth, which looks pretty cool. Came out last year. Gensakaya Night Festival. And they had a bunch of games. Anyway. It kills me. I hate it when... I really love a game, but I, I can't give it our highest award. Anyway, that'll do us for this week. Go to www.draculafactory.com and buy my fucking shit, bitches! Till then, I'll see you next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Four or five times A good idea. Four or five times Hi there. There is delight in doing things right Four or five times it is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go, yada yada yo, four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop 1. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop 2. Yes, sir. 
Thank you, sir. Yada, yada, four or five times. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.